Alrighty, folks, welcome along to another episode of the, the Made to Pray podcast. You're joining us on episode number 74. And uh, we're just going to follow up the conversation that we had in the previous episode that quite a lot of you got involved um, with. And just want to say thank you to everybody who um, watched that. Nearly 3,000 people tuned in for the episode that explored the idea of an approved bonds register with the County Grant Lodge of Belfast. Um, so, as I say, I'm going to follow up on that today. And I did hope to have a few other people involved in this conversation. Um, that hasn't worked out um, for numerous reasons. But I'm absolutely delighted today to be joined by uh, someone who is a no stranger to the podcast, having been on two previous episodes. It's uh, Derek Moore, who is, uh, you'll know, is a member of the William King Memorial Flute Band, but also an integral part of the Northwest Cultural partnership up in London Derry. So just gonna bring Derek in now and uh, we'll get stuck into today's episode. All right Derek, welcome along. Great to have you back on the podcast mate. It's been a wee while since uh you made an appearance here. Yeah I've been a while Glenn uh we've been we've been fairly busy building up over the last um uh, it's about a year, year and a half since I spoke with you the last time. Yeah, that's right. I think we had uh, with Brian, uh, James, and yourself yeah. down talking a wee bit about the the envisioning the future conferences and stuff that um that you've had, and obviously works progressed quite a lot since then. And you're mentioning there about being busy, and uh, I know that this week has been ridiculously busy for you because a wee bit of a, a dream, I suppose, has come through for you guys. You've opened up a brand new building, haven't you? Yeah, uh, I suppose it's a well, it's six or seven months late, maybe maybe a wee bit more. So there's been a there's been a, a, a bit of a bit of a huge delay, but we have we've opened up our our new uh, Newgate Arts Centre in the in the Fountain area in London area, and uh, it's a pretty spectacular building. Not huge, but um, uh, it's better than nothing, and it's it's a lot better. Uh, I suppose a lot better for us than, than I've ever had before. So it's a it's a centre that we're really looking forward to getting into multiple use. Right, I know because I know you had mentioned a wee bit about that whenever we had talked last. You know, this was probably said there was a long term plan for for this. Talk to us a wee bit about you know the rationale behind that this building, what it is that you're actually hoping that it'll do, because it's linked into this idea of creating these you know regional cultural hubs and so on. So, um, before we get into the topic today, you know, let's give a give a wee bit of plug to that work because I think what these are doing is amazing. I mean, haven't had a wee quick look around the building before it was finished off and stuff, you know, and and some of the plans that you have for it. I think it's it's an exciting venture. Yeah, well, well, what it does first, it, it gives us a chance to, uh, you know, they, they bring a lot of groups here uh, for things that I think that, 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 that the Protestant community, loyalist community and whatever, you know, they, they do some things that we never really do, things that probably, you know, should have taken place over a long period of time. It gives an opportunity to have space to bring the community in. They, they talk around the things that are, that are uh, you know, that are being awkward for us at this moment in time around uh you know the, the national debate and the community development and stuff like that there and give people a chance to speak so you know before now we didn't have the space where we could do that where we could create uh you know presentations and, and get people's views and things so that that's sort of one side of it that we're looking at the other side obviously uh for ourselves is um you know for myself and a band and stuff like that there it's performance space it's mm. it's 
private performance space that we've total control over. Therefore, we're not restricted by councils or, or other venues that we're working with. So we have total control over how we use that um, and, and, you know, what kind of events we, we run on it. And we can run events, you know, from, uh, you know, the top brass, ballet, one ballet gown, concert bands, right down to the blood and thunder stuff that, you know, uh, that, that a lot of people like too, and, and other things in between. Then apart from that, uh, part of our Northwest Cultural Partnership stuff is around dance, around drama. We have the space now to create our own stuff there uh, and create our own dance stuff and create our own drama stuff as well. So it's, it's a production space, a production space that we can use to take stuff out. Uh, and you mentioned there about uh, about the hub idea we have to envision the future. Not every hub, uh, you know, probably needs to be like this. Or there are loads of buildings around uh, Northern Ireland that you know the, the hub idea is about uh, is about bringing collections of like-minded people forward, thinking who want the country to work, who want the country to move forward. Uh, you know, and 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 really promoting. Promoting what we have and promoting what we do to the world. Uh, you know, we're, we're being portrayed at times as as backward thinking and stuff, and we have a lot of issues and all that there. But really, we have a lot of forward thinkers. We have massive cultural output, and we can, you know, we can really expose that through through this type of this type of collaboration. We hope that that permeates out to all parts of the you know the, the province here in the six counties or the 11 super council areas, you know, we're just really looking to get groups to come together, to work together because we are much stronger working together and it's much easier to, to, to have influence and access funding and, and to drive our cultural uh, our cultural experiences forward through this type of stuff. We find that only over the last eight or nine years. Brilliant. And what kind of things have you got coming up? Because I know you have big plans for things, but what, what kind of things can people look forward to, to taking place in the building without maybe giving too much away? I'm sure you've got yeah. some stuff that you're just working on. Yeah, well, uh, sort of, you know, we're just on here the, the couple of days. Obviously, there's a massive Halloween festival here in the city coming up. Uh, as part of that there, we have a, we have a huge uh, 15... 20 foot dragon down the stairs, which will be coming out uh, in the evening time for smoke mirrors, uh, Highland dancers, uh, players and stuff into, into the middle of the street, uh, you know, the, the, for the children and for, for the community. Uh, you know, it's a whole all singing, all dancing thing. Uh, uh, and and it's, it's going to be a big part of the, uh, a big part of the Halloween stuff. Uh, what we have done the past few years in the fountain area, you know, we have been, We've been fairly isolated on the west bank of the foil, and 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 uh, you know we've we've, we've had uh, not not a not a lot of people know a lot about the film. So the last few years at Halloween, we have created a series of events, and uh, you know uh, in the last in the last year we had thirty thousand people in the area, uh, you know over the Halloween festival, which is kind of massive for us. People who've never been in there, are people from the Bogside and Craigan and stuff like that, you know, who are who are coming to, uh, you know. Uh, sort of see see what the fountain's about. Uh, it's a very small Protestant area, as most people would know. But but that's that's the kind of that's the kind of exposure that we're looking there uh, on on this this weekend. Then coming up, then we have the opportunity, you know, for small cafe type events. Uh, you know, recently we we featured the Festival of Flutes, some of the top flute players in the country and stuff. We're looking at that that type of thing. We're looking to expose the culture to uh, you know maybe in smaller groups, maybe in bigger groups. But we we now have our own facility where we have total control over over what what we do and how we manage it and and you know I think that's the exciting thing for us. 
Brilliant. No, it definitely, it definitely does sound exciting. I'm really looking forward to, to, to getting up to a few events in the place. And, uh, you know, good, good to see that you've finally got that, that rolling door thing sorted out, you know, and get yourselves up and running. <laughs> I know that causes a wee bit of, a wee bit of pain <laughs> getting that sorted out. Yeah. Yeah, no worries. Well, listen, Derek, one of the reasons I wanted to, to, to have a chat with you today, as I, I was saying in my introduction, I had hoped that there would be a couple of people involved in this conversation uh, just for whatever reasons. Um, some people just don't want to talk about this stuff. And uh, But I thought it'd be great for us to kind of delve into the, the content, a wee bit of the, the last video that I did around the, the County Grand Lodge of Belfast. Um, potential proposal well not potential proposal their their action in regards to creating an approved bonds register and i know we've had some chats um about this but well whenever you you kind of either saw the video or read that document what were what were some of your thoughts in regards to that well i think the first first and foremost thought then was I, I think it was uh you know i think it's fantastic that the that the, that the county grand lodge actually Think they look at the at the image of the parade, uh, you know, and at, at the way parading is, because it's a thing that we all have, uh, you know, we all have suffered from. Uh, you know, we have allowed a lot of things to be used against us in the past. So I think it's good that they're that they're actually looking at the image and, and how the parade, uh, you know, how, how they feel the parade should be run. Where I think they fell down or where they fall down um, is that. Parading is all our responsibility. So everyone who's on parade is responsible for it. Therefore, any changes I feel, you know, should should be a collaborative approach. You know, we should be looking at we should be looking at uh, you know what what the bands need, uh, what the what the lodges and what the county think that they need, and and, and basically not not even just taking it away taking it away from that Belfast County sort of thing. What the Orange Order in general need to be looking at, what the Prentice Boys need to be looking at, uh, and around. Uh, and the black and stuff, you know, we need we need those parades to be top quality, top notch, uh, as disrupt least disruptive as possible, and you know, a real celebration of our culture, not 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 something that uh, you know that, that that that's causing any any sort of thing, and you know, I sort of feel like with the Orange Order, and I know they're 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 fairly set in their ways and stuff like that there, yeah. but you know, we're in the twenty first century now, yet we're still using. 19th or 20th century, uh, you know, parade routes, uh, parade organizational stuff. You know, we haven't we haven't evolved the parades to match to match the society that we now live in. Um, you know, uh, you know, sometimes for me they're they're too long, too laborious. Uh, you know, too much too much stress. Um, so I think the big thing for me is it's a collaborative approach. We all need it, not not an imposition, which I felt. Slightly reading the document that it was, I think uh, you know I've been involved in those conversations before, and basically uh, a document that I came across in 1998, uh, written by the Apprentice Boys, an internal memo for them was that they felt that they needed to control the bands fraternity, mm -hmm. that they needed total control, that they they were the ones would dictate the terms, you know, and and I sort of you know working on that premise, I, I look at my own band, you know. We march one time a year with the Orange Order, which is mm -hmm. the 12th of July. You know, we march numerous, uh, you know, numerous parades and stuff. Issue-wise, no, no problem. And I'm sure a lot of bands are exactly the same. And for, for an organization who employs you once, they want total control over everything you do. I think I think it's slightly missing the point. 
you know. Yeah, no, I agree with you because whenever you read the document, uh, it, it it's very much a a, a top down approach you know it's very much like as you said it's dictating the terms this is what we this is what we want from you or what we expect from you but yet there was no kind of there's no kind of you know collaborative approach that to say well listen how do how do we work on this together you know in terms of responsibility for me what it's my reading of it was that it seemed to throw all the responsibility for anything that's um deemed uh not acceptable on a parade seemed to land on the bonds heads and the bonds shoulders and and that really didn't sit well with me and i, and I from the the responses that i got um from members within the, the bond community it seemed to be that people were picking that up as well i i think uh again and, and i have been involved in uh negotiations with the apprentice boys and, and stuff as well on on, on parade issues i think uh and it was there was a sort of similar issue uh, at the start with them, where uh, any misdemeanor within a band caused the whole band to be in bother. Mm -hmm. Any misdemeanor within a lodge or a club was an individual thing for an individual, and and for me that always didn't sit well. You know, bands are very aware of uh, you know and deal with issues within their own ranks. Uh, you know, from time to time when anything does occur, and I, I sort of always feel that this blanket approach of uh, you know, if one person in a band, uh, you know, you know, does something, then the whole the whole band's responsible. The other big problem for me with the whole thing was, and uh, it was the same when we when we worked on the maintenance of the court stuff with the apprentice boys, was that you're dealing with individuals. So if there's individual issues between people and bands and lodges, mm -hmm. uh, you know, people in the lodge, have, uh, you know, can create and uh, could create an issue, and and some things are. Can become personal you know it, it can be anything it may be nothing to do with it so that's why i feel that a collaborative approach you know uh, basically seeing what everybody needs on the parade mm -hmm. uh, i think maybe we'll, we'll discuss some of the stuff around you know our issues around the maintenance of the court and, and some of the some of the strange things that came out of those discussions um and and you know i think that the institutions need to realize that it's the same Parading as a joint responsibility for all of us, and that's not only ourselves who are parading. That's a joint responsibility with, uh, you know, with the business communities and, and yeah. cities that we're walking through, and, and places we're walking through. You know, the PSNI. Uh, and, you know, there, there's there's a lot of elements that you know, and, and yeah. that that was the kind of discussions that we felt came to the fore during the collaborative meetings we held on the maintenance of the accord stuff. Yeah, no, because one of the things I know I usually don't do the negative stuff, and I think you know I I don't know how maybe negative that the last video came across, but it's not generally my thing. But I was I was really kind of just taken aback, um, just at the nature even of of the language that was being you know used in the document, very very you know uh, arcane you know um type of language and stuff. And but what I really felt was after having read the thing. Uh, but maybe I don't know how many times I've read it, but I actually don't think they're saying what they really wanted to say. I think they've they've kind of put it into this legal speak, but they haven't really addressed the issues that they wanted to address. I I I really think that they've they've covered it up in this type of legalistic language. In some senses, I don't know whether that's to try and keep themselves right in some shape or form, 
But for me, it was like, kind of go, just deal with the real issue. Come out and say what the real issues are, and then let's have a conversation from there. Yeah. And, and uh, it's interesting that, you know, because in the discussions we had, uh, you know, over the main city court, uh, it was mainly instigated at the start by the apprentice boys, but the Orange Order were involved in that in the city. The Black Perceptor were involved in that. The parade marshals were involved in that. The bands were involved in that. And most if, you know, a lot of our time was spent on, uh, you know, we rewrote, we, we rewrote the document about 10 times, you know, and we went, uh, our, our initial approach to it was, was a brainstorming session where we got everybody together in one room and, and we had four boards in the corners uh, and, and four scribes and we were saying to people, just say what you feel is wrong with our parade and stuff at the minute. And we were just noted down notes, we categorized those. Um, and the different headings, uh, you know, around behavior, around responsibilities, uh, you know, around health and safety and stuff like that there. Um, and But one thing that we did do was we were ultra careful in the wording that we used to make sure that it wasn't offensive. Mm. Uh, and it did actually say each each group, uh, you know, had individual responsibilities. We had collective responsibilities. And then, you know, we had, and, and but the, the main overarching responsibility is for the organizing Period, you know, which is which is one of the one of the points of the, that they did articulate that the that the that the masters of the lodge, you know, signing the 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 eleven bar one forms were actually were responsible. So therefore, we we all kind of had a you know make sure that that there was no issue around that there. But I think on on language, you know, you you do you do need to spell it out. But I think one of the big problems is before you spell out what you want to say, you need to hear what what the individual groups within the parade actually feel and need from from the from the day uh yeah. you know because some, some of the stuff some of the stuff and i read that and and one of the one of the places that we had the biggest issue around was uh was sanctions you know mm -hmm. about praying but i think we we uh, uh, in the maiden city court there is no there is no mention of uh you know uh of, of sanctions of anything because the simple thing was i think if we 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 we, we brought out the meeting especially from the bands we turned around and said hey guys you employ us if you're not happy with our uh with our performance then you don't you don't have to employ us but you don't have to cause friction by turning around and saying we're their band and, mm. and you know banning bands and, you know it's, it's like we use the analogy if you hire a plumber to do your work in the house and they don't do a good job, you don't hire them again. You know, so that that that's the kind of thing because we felt that the bands were by and large far more disciplined than 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 the rest of the breed. You know, especially I read some of the stuff and that around uh distances and, and and behind cars and vans and buses and stuff, and you know, you must be four meters or whatever it is. When we discussed that there uh, around uh, around period near, especially on the twelfth of August period and the relief period, you know, we we were saying things like, uh, we march behind a minibus. That minibus stops. Eight or ten apprentice boys get off, and eight or ten more get on. Then the minibus travels from two miles an hour to twelve miles an hour to catch up the parade. The bands left two hundred yards down the street. You can't make up two hundred yards in the parade. No, that that issue needs discussed in all parades around mm -hmm. vehicles, and you know we do need to tighten the parades. I'm totally in favour of that. There, that that you know that, because that's that's part of the spectacle and that's part of the the product we're putting out there. 
but you know the, it needs a collaborative approach it, it can't be it can't be you know what, what people who aren't in the band don't understand uh, about the band is you know you, you can't you, you just can't make up distance probably the same thing too around uh you know around other things around you know how the band how the bands look how they dress you know and, and the playing and all out there uh it, it's always a great thing he great laugh to me you know when the rain's pissing down the 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 the, the people in the in, in the orange order the apprentice boys have coats on and, and hats on and umbrellas up you know and the band's marching in the pouring rain and they have to play when the sun's shining they their coats off and they're bandering waving everybody in the street you know and you know these these things are not reflected in that there around mm. the quorum and the parade um so again that, that's a that's a collaborative approach that needs to be taken yeah, no, I, I definitely think so. And, and and again, I think that, you know, the I know that whenever I'd spoken to a few representatives from the Orange, they said, oh, you need to get the spirit behind it now. Like, oh, well, it's a wee bit hard to get to the spirit behind it when it's so hard lined. You know, whenever it just seems so hard edged, it's really hard to get to the, to the spirit. And that's why I was saying, well, why don't you just come out and say what it is that you really wanted to say, which was, you know what, there's a problem with space and in parades. We need to work together in order to make sure that this spacing is appropriate because for me the idea of you know the saying that it's a bond captain's responsibility to ensure that the distance between the last row of the bond and the lodge is no more than than whatever i think it was 13 feet or something like that there um um and then the same for any vehicles or anything in front of them i say well, what if your bond captain walks in the front row you know, let them from really getting Somali. If your bond captain walks in the front row of the bond, the the last row of the bond could be that at that thirteen that th thirteen foot mark. Do you know what I mean? And then he has to go and check and see whether somebody else is thirteen feet behind that. I just I just was like, have you really thought about what it is that you've written down here? Look, I think I think those uh, you know I think those things are. Um... I the the problem is there. It's all about perception, you know. Mm. Uh, I think you know it was mentioned on your last podcast. You know, we play in a band, so we we know we know the issues. If you have somebody with twenty drummers marching behind you, you know, you sort of need them a wee bit away from me. Yeah. Otherwise, it, it, destroy, it destroys the whole parade for the people who paid you to play for them on the day, and it spoils it for 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 the people on the street. But I'm not advocating you know fifteen hundred yard gaps and stuff like that. You know, I don't feel the need that. Uh, you know, one of the one of the big issues here, especially in the parade coming up now, uh, and and the shutting of the gates is, you know, we feel. That the apprentice boys don't need to bring so many bands to it. What they need to do is bring the branch, branch clubs and march the parent club bands with five and six hundred people behind each band. Yeah. Which 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 therefore the bands can be nearly on top of the, the clubs. You know, yeah. so a lot of the issues around our small lodges and stuff, you know, so we're 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 lucky here in the city, you know, our apprentice boys parent club uh has 120 members. Nobody gets that close to us, even if they're marching in the back row of the, of the apprentice boys. Sure. So, but I, but I do understand, you know, and, and clubs with four twenty, no, four, up to twenty people, you you, you sort of you, you sort of get that you, you sort of get that thing. But I think, as I say, the main the main thing is is uh, look, it's, it's common sense. You know, we want the praise to be tighter. And I think one of the things that we did um, uh, on on their course of us that. Uh, between the clubs uh, and ourselves, we appointed one person within the club and one person within the band who would be the liaison 
I'm the liaison with the main marshals. Mm -hmm. So if the marshal says you need to move up, they would speak to the club. The one person in the club would come and speak to the band, and, and we would react accordingly. That was that was the plan of that there. Yeah. So because the big issue, especially being in a band uh, and I've been in Belfast, especially at the church and funeral period, you know, the, the, their boys get out there and they become marshals for a day, and they, and they think they're you know they're back in the penal colonies. Mm. Get up here, get up here, you know. And there's nothing bands hit as much as been you know. Uh, you know their the rhythm and their thing being disrupted and stuff. So again, I think that approach of someone in the in the in the club or lodge and someone in the band being the being the the, the coordinating voices uh, and being part of the parade, I think is, is is a big thing. But again, that needs a collaborative approach. That can't be driven by one group telling the other groups what to do. Yeah. Because it puts the marshals it puts the marshals in an invidious position. Uh, and it puts the whole parade in various positions. You know, it would look bad if marshals are shouting and roaring on the streets. You know, we we need we need a collective. We need a collective look at the way we the way we parade. Yeah, and no, I think you're right. That 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 is the thing. We need all of us need a collective look uh, of how we're portrayed and how we are promoting that parade. Yeah, uh, no, and, I think you're right. Yeah, and, and again, back to the thing about it is. Most of the parades that we're involved in uh, with the, the Apprentice Boys and the Orange and the Black and stuff are huge commemorative events and need a certain decorum about them. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a decorum that, that is sometimes lost, sometimes by the band, sometimes by the by the marchers and, and, and the club. So I think there's a, there's an educational thing that we have let slip, and and there's a there's a remembrance thing too that we have let slip badly. Uh, you know, we, we I'm I'm. 64 years of age, and I'm still marching in the band. I don't want to be behaving like I did when I was 16, and I don't want the parade to be behaving like when I was 16 because we're at the height of the troubles and stuff then. We're not there now. Now is the time for us to expose our culture to the world. Yeah, no, I, I and I think, you know, right across the board, I would say you're probably, you know, everyone has that same opinion. We want these parades to be the absolute best that they can be in regards to one discipline and behavior on thing, but also that cultural aspect in terms of what is this parade actually about? What are we commemorating? And is our behavior and our decorum, you know, um, showing that in a positive light, you know, so that, you know, you can't know there can be no slate on that. You know, I think of even the likes of First of July parade here, which is one of my favorite parades in Belfast, you know, in terms of the song commemoration side of things, you know, there, there, there's there's some issues there and it's like any parade, you, you will get issues, but I think that we are missing a trick in regards to the the relationship that exists between the actual event and the people who were going to be there in regards to their knowledge of what this is, you know, because some for some people, they don't have that connection with the historical aspect of some of the parades, you know, and that's partly maybe down to the fact that, you know, 90 odd percent of parades that bond they have got no real historical connection to anything, you know, the local bond parade, the local bond competition, you know, there's something kind of different there, but I think there really does need to be a, a re-emphasis on this historical aspect on what it is that we're doing, because one of the things that, that I've been really... Um, pondering over the last few while it's this idea that we get thrown at us that yeah culture what culture 
you know, and and I think that you know that one that we have a responsibility to you know explain why it is culture, um, in terms of you know almost like an apologetics type of thing in terms of malicious you know some of the the things that get leveled at us come from sort of myth and misunderstanding and you know a misperception of what's going on from that and that can come from political ideologies etc. But I also I think that we need to take responsibility for how we present ourselves as well. Yeah, look, and, and, and you know, I think we should all be well aware that we need to be self-critical. You know, we need to start with our own with our own performance uh, and our own uh, our, our own stuff before we go out there. And, you know, I mentioned earlier about the, about the writing of the stuff in the main city court. Uh, on the main city court, the first, the first uh, we, we broke it down into six headings, but the first heading that we that we put it at the top of the at the top of the discussion uh, was behaviour, mm-hmm. but as we spoke through the five months that that created the document, behaviour behaviour disappeared down to number five. Right, you know where we realised that the behaviour actually was was on the whole quite good. There was isolated incidents at times, but behavioural wise, the behaviour was quite good. There was other things that that needed uh, that needed really looking at, and I think maybe top of our list and just off the top of my head now is communication. Communication was the main, the main thing. You know, I think, uh, especially with the Orange Order uh, on ourselves here uh, on the on the twelfth of July, the Orange Order engaged the band for uh, a very few hundred pound, maybe right. 30, 35, 35 working men uh, for a full day for two hundred and fifty quarters them, and that full day usually is between ten and twelve hours. You know. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a, a mutual respect for that. What, what we are doing for the, the lodges and, and, and what the overall thing in the parade was. So the thing about communication, uh, you know, for us is the, the day we went to Terrestrial Junior Parade, we had to wait for four hours before we were marching. Uh, you know, it was it was horrendous, the organizational thing. So we felt that communication actually uh, it, it lowers the temperature on the parade. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you if you know when you're going and, and everybody, you know, it's, it's all clear and stuff like that. It, it, it makes it far more simpler. Uh, it cuts down, uh, you know, as I said earlier, around the, the, the 19th, 20th century uh, rules. You know, we need to shorten the periods. I know there's a whole issue, and this might be something that the, that the county's looking at around, around the people who watch the periods, you know, spend a full day on the streets drinking and stuff like that there. You know, maybe we do need to shorten the periods. Maybe, mm-hmm. we, maybe we need to look at, maybe we need to look at no return. Maybe we need to look at, a simple yeah. like Scotland, like a, a starting point and a finish point, and and you know so that cuts down all the all the hanging about for three or four hours, all all the all the you know, uh, you know all the, all the other things that, and and then the, the people on the streets who uh, who who've spent the whole day maybe in the sun drinking, and and then you know it, it, things don't look great on the way back and stuff. So look, there's tons of stuff, but there's but we need to be looking at that collectively. Yeah, we need to be, we need to be creating a new product here. Uh, I know people say about tradition and traditional roots and all, but I mean, I, I marched here in, in Londonderry, and you know, when I marched at the start with my father and the apprentice boys, you know, we played it through the bog side and up through William Street and all. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's not a traditional route we use anymore. Yet, it's, well, yet yet we still have the tradition of the shutting of the gates and the relief of the city. You know, so. I mean, I, I can't, and then the other thing, I suppose, on the on the on the document that, that you presented the last time was about bans passing one more. And I think you were dead right. You know, we need to look at routes that don't pass because mm-hmm. that that is also much better for spectators. Uh, it's a clear route. I think we need to we you know we need to shorten the routes because we need to condense the people. 
yeah. you know, here here on the on the twelfth of August, you know, we march in huge swathes uh, where there's not many people. But if we condense that parade slightly more, you know, we would have the city centre filled and the parade route filled with ten deep on the streets. Uh, yeah. And would that not be a much better spectacle than stretching it out another mile and a half? You know, they go brown where I live on Irish Street and stuff. Sure. I, I just sort of feel that we're we're, we're missing a trick, and, yeah. and we're 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 not modernising with a modern world, and and we're leaving ourselves open to criticism because of yeah. No, and I even think with when you when you think of of the August parade up in London, Derry, even the spaces where bonds do pass each other, it's quite a wide, you know, um, carriageway that people are kind of walking past. You know, in terms of I mean, even think of the bridge. I mean, the bridge is probably as close as it gets in terms of you know bonds walking past each other. But when you come up towards the estate and stuff, when the bonds are put, there's a massive gap in between um, the bonds walking past, which doesn't have the same type of effect as what you have when you're in closer proximity. And one of the, I was talking with someone about this year, and unfortunately it wasn't Apprentice Boys of Parade, Easter Monday this year was, um, the one we were at was ridiculous because it, it was in Cookstown, I think, was it? And uh, we were, um, it was just through the main street and all it was was a blowout the whole way, you know, up the one part of the parade and then going back, it turned back on itself and it was just constant. It, you couldn't have made anything out there at all. I thought it was horrendous for it. <laughs> so, well, funny, funny you should mention that, Claire, because this is the first Easter Monday we've marched in 20, 25 years and we were in Cookstown. Yeah. And you know, the one point that struck me was that we came out of a small estate and we turned left and marched about 300 yards down the road, then done a U-turn on the road and marched back. Yeah. And I thought, what, is, what on earth is that? Uh, and then there was bands coming up and actually like, like, taking a right turn right through the middle of us nearly, you know. Yeah. I, look, look, those, those, things, those things need looked at, you know, uh, because it makes, the, it makes the parade easier. Marshall, uh, you know, it creates less disruption if, if, we, if we look at new, if we look at new routes. And I think it, I think it, uh, it shows progression. And it takes away some of the some of the narrative from people who would criticize. Uh, you know, if you're more proactive in your in your approach, uh, and, and people are simply complaining. You know, a lot, a lot of complaints are. You know, we don't want people marching past us area, uh, even from people who don't even live in that area. But but you know, the, the the problem with all that is, it's actually probably a more sectarian view in that. Where if you if you take a if you take a measured approach and and you you create the parade that you want. And and then you say, well, what is your issue? If your issue is something you don't want us, then that's that's not acceptable in our society. Mm -hmm. um, you know, if if, if if you have a practical issue, I mean, you know, as I say, go back, keep going back to the court stuff. But you know, we dealt with stuff in the court around uh, cenotaphs and around places places of worship. Yeah. You know, I, I look at the praise commission, and you know, bands are banned from playing outside chapels, but they're not banned from playing outside churches. You know, it's 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 it, it, it is a really ridiculous thing. The thing we looked at there was was contact again, was communication. If the parade organizers communicate with the churches and chapels or whatever it is, have you a service on uh, as anything? Here's an emergency number. If someone dies and is laid out and it's going to be a, a funeral, yeah. you know, practical things that you can, you know, someone will ring you up and say there, there, there's, there's, you know, a body's laid out in, in the chapel or the church uh, today. You know, could you tell the bands not to play them past it and stuff? That's fair enough. You know, but this, just this blanket stuff is, uh, uh, you know, is kind of ridiculous because for me, uh, the religion part of, of churches is when the people's there, not the body. Yeah. 
the building, the building will always be there. We walk past them every day with no issue. Uh, why, why, why should we allow it then to become a contentious issue while we're on parade and stuff? So it's about mutual respect on all sides. Yeah, and, and I think it comes down to that idea of needs, Derek. You know, I mean, I, th I think you know when we talk about this idea that you know whenever there's there's issues and whenever there's conflict and behavior comes as a result of that, what we're really responding to is there are needs that are represented here. There are needs from the bonds, there are needs from the community, there are needs from the, the orders, et cetera, and they need to be addressed or else if we don't clearly, and as you say, if we don't clearly communicate what those actual needs are, then we can leave things open the interpretation. But yet if we take this completely punitive approach to it, we're not actually dealing with at the root cause, which is what is the quality of the relationships that exist between all of the interested parties? And I think for yep. me that that's that's a real key aspect. And if that if, if if the relationships are not good, then whenever you you're the 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 idea of coming down hard on someone is is almost seen as the first reaction. Well, we'll just come down hard on you and, and you'll learn. You know, you'll not do this again. But it doesn't actually deal with the issue. It doesn't deal with the the fact of what what caused whatever happened to happen, and doesn't address and all try all it does is it brushes it under the carpet. And and then and then what we have what we're left with is resentment, and and I think that's where part of some of the negative responses to this document has come is how things have been dealt with previously has been very punitive, and there's resentment there right across the board, resentment from the orders in the sense that why aren't bonds just doing what we tell them, and uh, and bonds going well who the hell do you think you are, you know and and yeah. there needs to be the as you say this coming together of let's heal the relationship, you know, and say, well, listen, let's make this better. And, and instead of having to dish out these draconian punitive measures, because that does, there's no win for anybody in that, Derek. I, I don't see there being a win for anybody. No, there, there, there's no one. I think if, if, we look at, if we look at the good examples of, of, of cooperation, uh, you know, we built the Maiden City Accord on the back of the discussions that the apprentice boys had with the Bogside residents and the local, uh, you know, and the local businesses. No, because you know we needed we needed the parade, uh, we needed the walls, we needed the city, uh, and and we needed it. We needed it to work for everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I think. I think uh, you know. Unfortunately, maybe at times with the order individually, when you're speaking to members, even senior members, they see they see the need. You know, we we have a that standoff at uh, Drum Creek for the last five hundred years or whatever it is now, <laughs> and stuff like that there. But the problem that has always been, in my view, has been uh, you know either the lack of confidence or or the the will. You know, they discuss these things with people face to face because when people are put in a position. Where they have to give you an answer to your face about what the problem they have is, uh, I think most times, especially around those resident type groups, uh, you know, the argument is is not really there. But the easy out is the way we we and we see we still seem to be continuing to do it. You know, with the standoff over the protocol stuff mm -hmm. and all that there, good legitimate arguments, but you know, controlling controlling things like that from outside is so difficult. That's you know the same sort of thing with the with the with this band stuff and the and the orange of Belfast. You know it needs to be collaboratively controlled, uh, yeah. and we need to be all together in the room. Uh, you know, so and when something said to you and said, well, "Why do you need that?" You know, we don't feel that you need that there. We are this, that, and other, uh, and everything is so so much easier. 
And, and then, you know, once the decision is made, then everyone has a responsibility to stick with it. And that, yeah. that is a simple version of it all. You know, any in any form of life, when you're, you know, when when you're when you're when you're ordered to do something, it's not the same as being part of the collective team that makes the decision. Of it. Yeah. Well, what I say, I do a lot of work, and obviously community-based work, and we use is, is about ask and don't tell you know it's ask versus tell and i think the old thing they do the other the quote that's come a lot and talking to people about this you know nothing about us without us is for us you know and i think you know uh and, and, but that that you know that that i don't know where that's come from and stuff but i think the the idea is definitely you know that that I think it sits well within this kind of context, you know, that if there's something that's about all of us, but we're not all included in that conversation, then are we surprised that there is the type of reactions that that are coming um to to this you know and yeah and and the other thing that, that, that I had that come out of this kind of conversation with some people was, well, what if we don't get all these representatives from bonds in the room? And you know, and then someone says, "Oh, we were left out, and whatever else." And I think, well, but that's still no reason not to have the conversation. You know, what I mean, having the conversation and inviting people to go along. If they can't get there, then for me, that's going well. If you want to be part of the conversation, find some way of getting in on it. You know, but that shouldn't be a stumbling block to the idea of having a conversation, because I'm sure. And I'm sure you correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm. It may be not every bond that walked or walks in the 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 London Diary parades were 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 possibly consulted in in terms of what came into the agreement um, of the Maiden City Accord. But I'm sure there were representatives from bonds that were brought together to have a conversation with. Let's take this forward. How how did that work? Because that's something that was real. Oh, you'll never please everybody, and you won't please everybody. But as again, I, I still don't think that that's an excuse to not have the conversation. No, and, and you're dead right. I mean, the, the conversation was the long day bands room, which at that time uh, simply represented 14 bands. But, you know, it, it, it's 14 bands of huge experience. You know, bands there that, that, that have been on parade for 180 years and stuff like that have, have been, you know. Uh, and look, as I say, the simple answer, the simple answer to your, your, your thing is, uh, your, your question is that I feel that a lot of bands should feel the way we do. It's about it's about the decorum. It's about our own how we look. Why do why do we practice fifty two weeks a year to be the best we can and then go out and act a twat? You know, it's not it's not what we do. We're telling this all the time, and you know, we we, we don't. I know we don't work fifty two weeks a year to march something on the twelfth of July or the twelfth of August. We our our base is much much wider than that. There, you know, so I sort of feel that the main city core stuff is. Uh, any band that would be against it would need to be putting up a really strong argument. Say, well, you tell me how, how behaving well on the street, how looking good, uh, how uh, you know how when we're dealing with the with the organisers, they make sure they have enough toilets, not passing in the streets. They make sure that uh, on a, on a warm day, as I said before about orange men, short sleeves, no bands are in uniforms. You know. There's a health and safety aspect there. You know, is there water breaks? Is there is there breaks? Mm -hmm. Is there access for ambulances? They pick up fat bandsmen or old bandsmen like myself who have a heart attack in the middle of the parade. You know, these are responsibilities that the collective thing discussed uh, around the maintenance of the court. And, you know, I know it's difficult for organizers who, who have never looked on these things, you know, but, but really, 
uh, especially with the Orange Order, you look at an aging, an aging group of people. Uh, you know, you, it's not as young as it was, and 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 they're more elderly uh, and middle-aged people and overweight people who maybe do no exercise a year and go March mm. the twelfth. You know, there's a lot more, there's a lot more responsibility on the organisations. But as I say about bands, anyone who would complain about things looking right. Uh, things have been really organised. You're having great communication. You would need to be putting up a great argument. You can go and march any day of the week in the streets if you want to be a twat, if you want to intimidate people. You can do that on your own. You don't need to pull the Orange Order and the Apprentice Boys and the commemorations that we're doing into that same category. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I'm come 100% with that. You know what I mean? I think, you know, because I know that when I was speaking about it on the last episode, you know, I, I was a wee bit facetious at times, you know, in terms of, you know, well, listen, the 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 reputation of of your um institution is is your responsibility to some degree bonds do play a part and i get that this is where this document is coming from in terms of what, what role do bonds play in terms of enhancing or maybe taking away from that credibility of of the of the institution i get that but I, I, I still, my where my main sort of kind of sense of outrage was that it's not just us. This is everybody that needs to be involved in that. And I know that having spoken to you and a number of people, you know, and saying that, you know, when, whenever we st- whenever we start pointing the finger, we've got to be re- recognised that there's fingers pointing back. And, you know, and we looked at the the, the return parade the, this year and the East Belfast, you know, and uh, some of the, I have to say, the decorum from Lodge members was questionable you know in regards to there was there was quite evidently people who were seriously under the influence of of alcohol and couldn't walk straight and whatever and i'm not saying that there wasn't people on bonds maybe in a similar scenario you know but i i think you know whenever we're we're outlining you know these type of rules that saying that alcohol isn't to be consumed whatever else that should be applying to absolutely everybody and that's why whenever i had read through the maiden city agreement i, I think you know the way that it outlines the response and in each section it outlines the responsibility for each grouping within those particular so you mentioned about communication there was the how does this get communicated from the the institution to the bonds to the marshals etc right through to the timing of parades what's going on with the events where are the suggested breaks etc but the other thing that you talked a bit about there as well was the health and safety aspect. And you, you've a set, there's a section in the accord that deals specifically with health and safety as well, isn't there? So, and, and it, but it put, puts the responsibility back on to the individual groupings. Cause I think that's one of the things that I like about the, the wording of that there. You, you use the phrase, I think it's single identity groups, you know, that make up all of the different, um, you know, factions that take part in the parade. But they have a responsibility in regards to health and safety for their members. You know, so bonds have a responsibility for health and safety for their members there. The organizers have a responsibility for health and safety for their members. But because they are the organizers of the parade, there's a wider health and safety responsibility. And I get that some of the stuff that was in the county's document was dealing with that were, but they just didn't say that that was, you know, explicitly Re, that it was bond's responsibility it wasn't their responsibility to do anything about that because 
your thing, you know, that came out of this for me as well was this idea of, you know, even just responsibility in regards to uniforms. You think about you're saying there about getting rained on. You know, some of these some bonds are sporting like doe skin, you know, those doe skin jackets and stuff. Those things don't really respond well to moisture whatsoever um do you know what i mean and and then bonds are looking to have to either you know you know either replace those or deal with the fact that that stuff can get damaged you know instruments in the rain i even think not that i'm their biggest fan but accordions and pipes in the rain is a disaster you know um so there's loads of other things that, that come out of that in regards to health and safety but the, i think the kicker for me was you know the base pole throwing stuff you know in terms of you know people having the bomb poles and all that kind of thing and, and i know there's a section in that in terms of the maiden city accord that deals with that we're saying it's the bond's responsibility to have insurance for themselves and it's yeah look, and, and look Glenn, that, that's, that's a big thing that, that we that we have pushed through to like a bathrooms and stuff and i know for a lot of people you know turn and say oh we're not you know we're not getting insured but i think uh it, it goes back to that you know it goes back to that responsibility thing uh you know i'm the committee of the band if, if, if even in, in our, at our practice when we're we're, we're about and the boys are sitting the drum and, and on the floor and stuff like that you know if some young person or some older person trips over that drum mm. falls on the floor bangs her head on the table and and is and, and and becomes really incapacitated in life you know for all the goodwill in the world somebody's looking for somebody to cover that you know yeah. cover that you know and this insurance covers you know the insurance we have covers uh you know rehearsal it, it recovers uh you know where we're, where we're practicing it, it covers us on the street and it's a few hundred pound a year you know we, i always say to people you would never drive your car without insurance mm. you know you know you insure your home these things might never happen and we all pray that nothing like that ever happens but but they do i mean the, the first sort of time that we we got the insurance one of our drummers walked on the walked on their car at a parade on a narrow street banged on the on the door scraped the door you know it's a thousand quads worth of damage to get it fixed yeah. you know hey you're 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 you know, you're you're really you're, you're you're really up against it. And as I say, around the around the Mispo stuff, and that's been an ongoing thing for a long time. But again, it's about the modernization of society. Uh, if someone does get hurt uh, in this way, and I got your stuff about the you know the young boys with the tennis balls and all that crack, and, and you know that that's that 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 sort of is really like a different issue. Um, you know, but there have been times. And now let's face it, there's been really skillful uh, drum majors. Who could use those mesas and they could they could they could they could make it work and that added greatly to the spectacle you know but if something uh you know if something happens on parade uh you know it really is a gray area and that that's something for each individual band to do you know you don't see as many bands now with with the leaders of the i mean we had a guy who used to probably throw the mace uh you know over over fergie gate from one side to the other you know quite a feat uh you know but but more times than enough it was going into the crowd and it was and in these hands you know that's yeah. but i mean but that was then and this is now our society now is all based around you know what could we screw out of hands or what you know who could we blame for anything um, yeah. and look that is a great area and that that is something probably needing 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 a bit of work uh you know with with individual bands and with with groups you know uh, yeah. that one is difficult for all of us i i mean i get it i really do and i think i said that i i understand the health and safety thing i really do and I, and, I, and I get it and i know that a lot of the attacks that are being put towards bonds is around this whole health and safety is definitely the way that we're being targeted 
you know, as what's a major way that we're being targeted. Um, you know, even from like the the timing of parades, you know, bonds being out on the road at eleven o'clock at night and stuff, you know, and it, you know, uh, without um all sorts of stuff and that the traffic flow and all that kind of thing. I, I get that that's where the issues are coming and stuff, you know, but I, I think that that there needs to be. The, again, because but that brings it back to the, the idea of let's have a conversation about that, you know, because I look at some of those guys who are skilled to use the real heavy kind of, you know, military based uh, mace pole and stuff, very, very skilled. But that's not to say that, you know, that accidents can't happen, you know, I mean, regardless of how skilled you may be, that's something that accidents can't happen. And that we need to be realistic about, you know, that, you know what, there, there, there is the potential maybe somebody could get hurt and maybe because of someone's own ideology and background that they may not take any they may not take any action on it but you can't we can't guarantee that that's the case so where did you actually get your insurance from in terms of that and how was that drawn up for you um well it was drawn up we we, we were members of uh of the confederation of ulster bands uh it's a bit more glamorous than it sounds but you know, that again was was bands from different parts of the country or people involved in that, uh, and they spoke to insurance companies and they they created this this uh, insurance. I can't actually mean just the exact name now, but I do I do have it. But I mean, the insurance was it insured your instruments as well. You know, right. um, you know, uh, especially for groups maybe uh, you know not not ourselves, but they're apparently there are groups who keep their instruments on a hall. Uh, you know, like lodge bands and stuff like that there. Um, but you know, for so it insured against sort of mass loss and things like that. Uh, it also gave you public liability insurance for being on on the road and for running events like right. on your own bread. Uh-huh. You know, so it, it covered that, covered your public liability and stuff. It, it sort of just gives it gives. I mean, I don't think a lot of people realize, and it was it was kind of intimated in the document that you brought up. That the responsibility after sending eleven bar one is with the the, the virtual master, mm-hmm. but also that that will also be with the with the lodge committee, you know. And as I said earlier in the in the day and age that we we now live, uh, if anybody's going to sue the band, they're suing the committee, and if the if the lawyers are suing the committee, they're suing the person in the committee with the most money. So yeah. you know you need to be you need to be covering your own band. It's okay saying we don't need insurance. But if you're the person whose house or whose livelihood is on the line because someone is badly hurt, uh, yeah. then you know we we do need to protect each other too. And yeah, um, you know, so it's the same. And and the thing about the, about the parades at eleven o'clock at night and all that gets back to the even the band parades need to be tightened up. You know, we need the timings of that. We we for spectacle we need we need to. I mean, I I go to band parades and you know, and you know the first five or six bands is not too bad, and then it's you know, 100 yards and then it's 200 yards and, you know, and then somebody's arriving from the third period of the day at 10 o'clock at night and expecting mm-hmm. to walk, you know, and these things will come back to this in the future as, as society normalizes, the policing budgets are being cut and stuff like that, you know, uh, you know, the next thing, the responsibilities for that will be put on the organizers, same as it is the people who are running road races and everything else. You know, we've been very, very lucky at this moment in time that, yeah. that costs have not been passed on to the organizations and band rates and stuff like that. You know, yeah. very lucky. But I mean, that's I, I, I don't know that that's going to last forever. And I think by taking a proactive approach, tightening the parades, uh, you know, uh, acknowledging a time slot between 7.30 and 9.30 or 
eight and ten or whatever it is, and you know it will start then, and you know no there will be no no one on the road at, after ten o'clock, you know, mm -hmm. and that's and and everyone knows where they are, um, you know, because I think you know some of those parades, um, you know, people are thinking you could turn up at nine o'clock, and, and that must cause the organisers a nightmare. We never organise a parade ourselves here, so we don't really know what the crack is, but. But I think that must be a nightmare, uh, especially when you're dealing the next year with the with the local police or or with the community, and you know, and you are marching past people's houses and children are sleeping, and you know, a whole yeah. gambit. We we do we do need to again self examination on what we're doing and how we're doing it and yeah. how how we can get better. No, I, I think I think sorry, I, I think that the, I think collection periods. Uh, have become uh, uh, too lazy away for bands to make money, and it's we'll have a parade, and now all of a sudden we have two or three parades every Friday and Saturday that, uh, that on the calendar. Whereas in, in my early days and in the seventies, you know, we had like, going to a massive cancer parade in Garvan and stuff like that. You know, band parades weren't a thing. We used to go out ourselves during the week around the states and all and collect mm -hmm. money, you know, not not give a, not bring a collector to bands. So I think it, you know, and, and again, I know everybody needs money. But, you know, we've got to be a bit more proactive in that as well. Yeah, no, I think there needs to be a creative element in regards to that, you know, in terms of is there is there a possibility of, you know, parades being able to combine and things like that if there, you know, there's proximities and stuff, you know, there are greater collaborations. And that, that might be heresy to some people to even hear that, you know, but uh, I think we, there is an element of trying to be creative around that you know as you say i mean the, the amount of parades that take place there's a there's a hell of a lot that happens you know throughout the course of the year you just got to look at the calendars you know you look at the the likes of lisa's calendar you know already for 2024 you know the amount of parades already in is is considerable and and i think but that, that also comes down to i think one of the things that bonds are going to need to be mindful of there as well i think you're maybe intimate not at their dark is is what we actually call these parades because whenever policing costs and policing resources are being reduced this idea of having to police an event and i know we need to run these things like events but the, it may get to the point where you end up having to call your parade a demonstration because that would put you in the lane of, you know, the right to assemble rather than the right to just organize a fundraising parade. And I think that that's where, you know, we, we also need to be to be mindful of the the fact that, you know, that the state saying that they want to abdicate responsibility for policing things whenever, you know, you're you're right to assemble, you're right to protest, you're right to, you know, to display your cult culture is built into the supposedly built into the fabric of community um, in terms of the, the state itself. I think it, it's, you know, that, that causes I, I'm, that's going to cause a major political issue in terms of, you know, because I know there's been talk, oh, oh we, we're going to end up having to pay for policing. And then you get the idea, well, listen, how can you pay for something that, that's supposed to be um, a right? You know, you know, in terms of, so what are we doing with that? So I think that, and that's another reason for us to come together, Derek, and talk, because there's yeah. these are the kind of things that we're going to have to navigate. And I don't know whether we're set up right to have those kind of conversations. No, and I, but I, but I do think that you know that the, you know that the, that the exposure, you know, like your media previous stuff, you know, and the many bands is watching it. No, you know, so you know we have a communication network here. Our our thing about the hub idea, you know, the centralised to that there, you know, uh, as part of that there would be like you know bands input, you know, so they would have somewhere to, to communicate together, so so that we get all the best information that we can. I think another document that we produced uh, a, a few years back. Um, was a toolkit for bands. Now, it used to be on our website, but our website, um, uh, uh, you know, in the Londonderry Bands Room, uh, 
you know, was was sort of defunct because websites are becoming a thing of the past. But I mean, the thing with toolkits for band, an interesting thing, and uh, around the the collection printing, there is rules in place there that every band's supposed to uh, adhere to, and a lot of it's around uh, you know the charities and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and if you're collecting money. But yet expecting policing for free, you know that you could be in a grey area there. But the, but but as I say, look again, Glenn. It's all about getting as much information as you can and and communicating with yeah. each other. Uh, you know, I I do feel. I mean, and I've spent the last well the last ten years in this job. But you know, my big gripe is you know um, as as the the you know trying to trying to speak to the Ulster Scots Agency, the Art Council, and all. You know. Bands are treated as pariahs almost in mm. uh, these organisations, and it's the biggest it's the biggest musical you know genre and in, in, in Europe and stuff like yeah. that. Um, you know, so my thing is that uh, you know we should we should get more help through the arts, but we need to work at that ourselves too. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, if you get money, you you must improve. You know, there must you you, you know the, the, these organizations are not monitoring what they're giving money for. If there's improvements being made, my my whole thing all my life and through the William King Band has been, you know, we started off like everyone, uh, Sash and Derry Walls and whatever it is, you know, and progressed. And it's always been about progression. As as you as you as you get older, or whatever it is, you, know, you want to play better and you want the quality to be there. And you you know you want to. You want your you want the overall product of the world. You say, look at these people. These, these, yeah. It's incredible. What what yeah. what what our what our thing in the world has has what we have. You know, we're we're so we're so lucky. But as I say, look, it's it's a long it's a long progression. And and for us, it's always been. I mean, we funded the band for forty years before we got a penny from anybody. You yeah. know, ourselves. You know, collection to whatever it is, uh, stuff like that there, and 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 self funded. Um, you know. And, and I think we should we should we should we should we should look at you know, we should really look at that 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 aspect of it uh, uh, again. You know, uh, most people I deal with, you know, uh, we need money. What do you need it for? I don't no, know. No. <laughs> you know that sort of way. You know, yeah. you need it for a new set of flutes because your flutes are you know they're not great. They're 20, 25 years old and bust a butt and get a hand and get that sorted. You need new drums. You need new uniforms. You know, you just don't need money just to get money. You know, and when you do get money. You use it for exactly what you want it for, you know, and and, and yeah. look, it's, it's it's all about that modernization of uh, of our whole product. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's right. You know, I mean, it's all we're we're not getting the money, we're not getting the money. But if someone was to hand you the money, do, does your bond have a constitution? Does your bond have a bank account? Does your bond have all of the parameters that are required for a funding agency to actually give you the money? You know, and I think that that that's part and parcel of the, the and a, a lot of bonds are in that place, but a lot of bonds are also aren't in that place as well, Derek. You know, and I think that that's something we need to get our heads around too, and we're kind of you know veering off into. Uh, right here, bonds, you need to do this, you need to do that, you know, kind I of thing. Know, we're, we're, we're nearly like the orange order document again. <laughs> no, but I sure, think, you're, yeah, the, but responsibility I'm, ways in regards to governing yourself, you know, in a more hard, professional hard, manner. It's hard not to be enthusiastic about it when you can see it in your mind's eye yeah. and, 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 you know, you think this will be much better and, you know, if we could all realize it, but I know it's, my opinion is not everybody's opinion, but, uh, you know, I really do feel that, uh, that you know, and they encourage young people, especially. And then, you know, you know, uh, even ourselves here at the moment, you know, a lot of parents, 
you know, where we're looking to have their children get into the band, you know, we're working in the school system, we're teaching people to flute, not to be in bands, but if they want to come into the band, then we're happy to get them and they're yeah. being taught properly from day one and stuff. And, you know, that 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 for me is showing progression. And as I say, you know, if the Orange Order is showing progression on the Braden issue, then, you know, they need, to, they need to encourage everyone. And that needs to be a collaborative approach because, as I say, the parades are not about them or not about us. They're about all of us. That's it. Exactly. And I said, and, and it affects so much more than, than than just the people here at On Parade. It's everybody who's there as well, you know, and the communities that you walk through, etc., are all impacted by this, you know, and, and we do ourselves a, a, a terrible, you know, disservice if we don't take all those kind of factors into into consideration and i think that is partly maybe the thought process behind that but i think if if somebody had to come out and said that rather than went away and created this document i think the response would have been a heck of a lot different you know in terms of you know this is what we're really wanting to do folks because no one's going to have an issue with better organized parades better communication better discipline better behavior better briefings and it's all done through the guise of health and safety well, it's a win-win. It's a win-win, surely. And all that required was a six-month or eight-month consultation period up front, uh, the creation of some sort of thing that everyone agreed with and put it out there. And yeah. you could argue the tools. Exactly. Well, and I, anybody from the county that is maybe potentially watching this, you know, it's not too late. You know, we, you can definitely get some people together and have a conversation about this. Yeah, and it's not too late. And as I say, we've gone through the process up here I, I I put myself out on, on, on open all the time. I'm more than happy to go to Belfast and, and discuss the, the the you know the way we did it. Uh, the governor, ex governor, of the apprentice boys, Jim Brownie, he was instrumental in the in, in the document and the wording and stuff like that too, as well. You know, people like that. As I say, you know, uh, it's not about control. It's it, it, it's about it's about it's about it's about the product, you know, and it's about what we're trying to do, and and yeah. that must be that must be foremost in our minds. You know, it's not about you know, not, none of us can control anything. Uh, yeah. You know, the orange the orange order parades will be nothing without the bands, and the bands, you know, Likewise. would, would lose, lose a huge uh, a, a huge chunk of their culture by not being in an orange order parade. Yeah, no, and I get that. And one of the things that I talked to some fans about was, you know, how many parades are doing a year with the Orange. Now, I know you were saying you guys only do about one, but there's some fans that are, are, you know, they're doing eight, nine, or ten, you know, but they're not necessarily always doing it with the, the Belfast County. They're doing it with a variety of, of different lodges in different areas as well, you know. So, but so there is an imperative that, you know, that we get this right because one of the things that potentially was was saying because the Belfast County were doing this, that there was going to be invites coming from other, you know, other, you know, sort of areas to say, well, listen, we don't have that come walk with us. <laughs> you know, we don't have this kind of stringent, you know, approach to the thing. Come walk with us, you know, and uh, you, you could you could see where the attraction might be if, you know, the communication doesn't get cleared up where bonds may go, well, you know what? For one period a year, you know, we, we, we might as well go and walk elsewhere. But then, you know, when, you know, when we look at it that way, and maybe that's, maybe that's, you know, maybe where, where the lodges is coming from. Like that one day a year and the, and the two days, a few days a year we have up here is core to our existence in, in, in Northern Ireland. You know, that, that's what we're, that's what mm -hmm. a lot of our culture revolves around. And, you know, the, the, the 12th of July, the Battle of Boyne, the siege, the siege and area here and stuff, you know. So it's fundamental that, that we get, 
we get those right, especially those three parades, you know, that that, that, that is our flagship events. And, yeah. And, and everyone's responsible for making that work. Yeah, but I think that that's a, I know that that the, that terminology is key as well, Derek. It's flagship events, you know. Flagship events takes us to a, a completely different, you know, level. And I know the Orange do have what they call flagship or or key events and stuff, but I don't know well how well that's emphasized within you know how that filters down into the rest of the community and stuff. But the idea of putting on something that's a flagship event means this has to be top notch from top to bottom. And again, I feel like a broken record here, what we're talking about, that requires the best from everybody who's going to be involved. Yeah, exactly. Uh, brilliant. Listen, I know we've, we've kind of touched on quite a lot there. We've talked a wee bit about how the agreement came out. Talk to me a wee bit about briefly how you have updated that, because I know you started obviously the process with the main city accord, you know, and you have went through a number of different reiterations of that. And then I know you've had to update it recently as well. Well, look, and, 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 and that's straightforward. Uh, you know, you, you put out some, and I think one of the other, uh, one of the other things on, on the end of the accord was, uh, uh, was debriefing, you know, debriefing between, you know, what goes well, what doesn't go well, what can we improve on? Uh, you know, so that 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 that's really really important. That sort of debriefing and and keeping it up to date. The the actual kind of uh, the actual but some bits of body that we added in were, I mean, maybe a naivety as you say yourself there. Uh, you know, people under the influence uh, uh, of drink. But in the society we live in today, uh, and it's becoming more and more prevalent with younger people. That also that can be drugs. Mm. We 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 didn't we didn't look at that. You know you know and and probably the groups of Gordillima we probably don't want that conversation out there. Could people be marching and praying under the influence of drugs? But let's visit the society we live in as as as, as apparently rife in it. Mm-hmm. I just, I'm too I'm too old to see it everywhere. Your work probably does it a lot more than me, but I but I do realize that it's there. So so there was that element of it there. There's other things around, uh, and the Orange Order thing touches on it about prescribed flags and stuff, mm-hmm. and about the you know the thing. So as I say, we had the incident here uh, with the Clyde Valley uh, band with the, you know with the Soldier F stuff. Now, I mean, okay, everybody has their own opinion and all that there, but you know to bring that to the flagship event of the Apprentice Boys and and Derry uh, is unsubtle, you know, and. And look, where, where, you know, where, what, what good do you get out of it, bar the negativity that surrounded mm. the whole thing? You know, so yeah. we didn't, we didn't win there. If, if they wanted, you know, if anybody wants to sit before, if anyone wants to uh, vent their own opinions and stuff, they can do that on their own time, uh, yeah. and that's straightforward. You know, but as I say, bringing the dignity of me and down. So we have, we have things like that. So it, it's not only prescribed stuff; it's, it's stuff that's, that's not subtle. You know, yeah. so say if the Orange Order go out next week and the Orange Order are carrying Israeli flags, you know, and that's that's taking sides on it and something that's really nothing to do with. But yeah. to say just 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 that unsubtly, why bring why bring problems on yourself? So we looked at some of the things on it, uh, and there was very little change. And there's been issues around, uh, you know, people starting to walk on the parades more and stuff. And you know, and I thought it was a, a nationalist thing about about uh, about parading here. Uh, I, I marched with other bands in the country, so I marched with uh, Bally Cohen on uh, on uh, on Black Saturday up in uh, wherever it was. Can't even remember what it was like, but Drumore maybe or somewhere like that there. But they might they might have they might have people watching the parade uh, who were obviously drinking on the streets, walking through the bands as if it 
something didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm thinking, speakers, what, what the, you know, I'm, I'm arguing the toss here, thinking people are being provocative, on, you know, on a, on a sector envy, but yet, you know, people, people have no respect for, for the great even uh, within, the, within their own community. So they say things like that. And the problem with that was, uh, you know, and we had discussions with the PSNA, who's responsible for that. And you know yourselves a flute perigly and you're, you're, you're focused on something under your, your peripheral vision. It's, it's a, you know, it's, it's a real startling effect. So yeah. you, you, you could end up, you could end up there, you know, trying to usher someone out of, out of the parade and stuff like that. You could end up there on the wrong side of the law. So what we were trying to do was saying, you know, the police have overall responsibility for that. They should be dealing with that. Yeah. Just just we think the gap that we hadn't considered uh, on the initial thing because it was a brand new document. Sure. So it's just a general progression of things. Uh, you know, simplifying things um, and 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 maybe covering ourselves just slightly more. You know, as the marshals started to get the cameras and all on them, it was it was about yeah, yeah. And GDPR and stuff like that. You know, so yeah. you're looking at you you you're stepping into a whole realm while it protects the marshals. It can also leave them open to to other things, you know. Yeah. Again, that needs a collective approach. You know, I think, I think as I say, you know, we still think we're in the 19th century where the world was different. We could do what we want. We controlled the whole country, and what we said goes. Uh, and I unfortunately think that in the 21st century, uh, you know, we don't seem to realize that we have a collective responsibility in Northern Ireland to, to make things work. And that that also involves difficult conversations with people who maybe don't want us on the street. But, yeah. you know, those conversations have to be had because the only way to deal with it is up front and face to face. Because if you step outside it, you're, you're simply ignored. Yeah. I, I, I look at things like that there uh, on a more pragmatic view than I did 10 years ago when I worked in the building trade. But I've had time to study it now. Um, and I think the issue for a lot of people is, you know, we don't really think about a bigger picture. We just think about our small, yeah. our small things. So, as I say, the the the, the stuff around the cardinal was was as progression, and and we hope. And the one thing about it is, is if anybody in this city, especially, uh, you know, tries to interfere with the uh, with parading and stuff, or or or, or counter demonstrations and stuff like that, we have a proactive document there which states our point of view and what we're doing to address all the issues we feel. And that's hard to argue against if you're simply being negative for negative sake. Yeah, no, definitely, man. And, 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 and I encourage anybody who hasn't read the, the Maiden City Accord to actually get a hold of it and, and read it. Um, I just think in terms even um, of the language, the way that things are worded, Derek, and stuff, it definitely seems it's a more friendly document than the one that the Orange have put out themselves. You know, I don't want to get this into an us versus them. That's not the point. I think for me, the idea is that is iron sharpens iron. You know, we all have something to contribute that would make us better. And I think, you know, even, I mean, even I'd written a different version of this, and I know I'd sent you a copy of my, you know, a different version, but it was still very much from the perspective of, it was just to change the language to show, listen, this is how this could read a hell of a lot differently. And people's backs might not go up if it was just worded differently but again whenever i re went back to, to the maiden city accord as well i was like all oh, right okay the thing that's really missing here is the collaborative on the individual responsibility of each grouping and that would be real would have really made that a more sound document in terms of outlining here's what we we here's what we're going to do here's what we'd like for you guys to be able to do and here's 
what our marshal's responsibility is. Here's the other things that are going to be taken into consideration for that and stuff as well, which would have made it a very much a case of we're all in this together rather than here bonds, fuck your act up because you're the problem. Yeah. Look, it's not us versus them, it's us versus them. Yes. Uh, you know, we, we all we all we all need to be in there. Brilliant. I just want to give you an opportunity and on something really positive. Um, in the next sort of week or so, there's a bit of an event happening up uh, with you guys together and music is taking place. Talk us a wee bit about that there. What's what's happening there and why should people get along to that? Well, look, it's uh it's together our music. It's it's uh it's actually one of the bands in the in the bands forum, uh uh, uh the concert band. Uh, and they they uh and, and they're actually they're actually a mixed band. They're not they're not uh, they're a mixed religion band. Um and they they were uh uh St. Patrick's uh, Church of Ireland Cathedral uh, in Dublin's needing money, so they collaborated with two southern brass bands uh and created an event in, in St. Patrick's Cathedral in Dublin to raise funds for for the rest for restoration. Um that uh, you know, was was subsidised uh, slightly by the by the uh, um, by the by the, the government and the republic and stuff like that there. Uh, and so this, uh, when they were there, they discussed. Uh, they find it they find it interesting that uh, you know that that the people in Dublin bands didn't realise some of the issues that bands had up here around negativity and stuff like that. And you know what interested them, and and they decided that they would have a reciprocal visit here to the city. Um, and uh, next Saturday night on the on the fourth of November, um, we're playing in the St. Columns Hall, which has been it's been re uh, it's been refurbished at this moment in time. Uh, it's an old an old hall in, in the city here, uh, not not strictly uh, you know not strictly uh, somewhere that that um, you know that that would be uh, that would have been used. And in recent times, by uh, you know, by the Protestant community, and anyway, um, it actually was called the People's Hall at the time. But I mean, it has a rich history. It is a fantastic uh, venue, and it's been very accommodating towards the event. So that event will will include the three bands that played in Dublin. William King will play a set minute. We're playing a set of Susan marches. Uh, John Philip Sousa played in that hall in 1911 yeah. on his world tour. So we're we're playing a set of Susan marches, uh, and and. Uh, you know, in recognition of that, the Soulist Highland Dancers uh, from Brady Ulster Scots under Georgina Keane McCarter, uh, they're recreating a uh, thing, the thing you, you saw uh, in the Apprentice Boys Hall during the Maiden City Festival, the Siege Dance. Mm -hmm. And that, so that, that event's, uh, and that event is open to, that's just trying to broaden the, the band thing out to the whole community, you know, so, and we have a, a lot of invited guests, and we've also, Deliberately invited to look at the Arts Council uh, and people like that, the Ulster Scots Agency and stuff, you know, and for 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 discussions around how how you know to get a look at bands in a different light, uh, you know, and what they really want to do, which is perform, uh, and 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 you know, look at look at how you can help them and how you can fund that, and and again, it's just a it's an opportunity to bring people from uh, far away who might be looking at Northern Ireland in a different light. It's also an opportunity for us here to, to reiterate our own kind of, uh, you know, what we do here and why we do it and, you know, why why we feel uh, the status quo is, that we have now is, is, is the best for us and stuff. But it just opens that discussion up. We, we you know, we, we tend to be thinking simply on dealing with Northern Nationalists or Northern Republicans where, you know, there are people in Ireland who are not Protestant but they are receptive to 
to to what they say, you know. And again, it's it's just a it's a cross cultural event, and you know we think it'll be a, a, a fabulous, uh, you know, a, a fabulous uh, night and and a great way to they uh, they promote what we all do. William King players will play and and the and the, the finale uh, and and the final three pieces, which is. Uh, Sweet Caroline and all for us Northern Ireland fans and stuff. Mixed March and uh, Footprints on the Sand. So a pile of us will uh, will 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 play with the main ensemble, which will be making up to roughly a hundred musicians on uh, on on performance. Brilliant. Well, listen, I'm sure there'll be details on the socials in regards to getting tickets and for that, Darren. I'm looking forward to coming up and seeing it myself. I think I've got two tickets already, so all good. And uh, really looking forward to seeing Solace doing that piece again, because it's unbelievable. So it's absolutely fantastic. And But, Derek, listen, I want to say thanks very much for, one, coming on board and, and talking to me again. Really appreciate it. Uh, I really appreciate all the, the help that I get as well and the, the friendship from the guys up in Northwest Cultural Partnership means a lot to me. So, absolutely delighted to have you on again. I look forward to doing some stuff in the future as well. I know there, there's plans of food for doing some things up there as well. So, well, thank you very much and enjoy your weekend. No, that, that's brilliant, Glenn. And as, and as I say again, you know, any help needed and any help on the discussions, we're more than more than willing to be, you know, to be open arbitrators and 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 help anybody that, that we can. Brilliant, happy days. Well, listen, man, thanks very much.